So just learning new things so that I can figure out what I actually like. And then you'll eventually find something, an affinity for something, and you will find out what it is that you love to do and enjoy. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother Triumph After Trauma podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you work through unresolved trauma and combat stagnation so you can unleash your full potential and manifest the life and business of your dreams. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies you can use to master your mindset and overcome obstacles in motherhood, business, and life as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their own stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your motherhood and business ventures. At More Than a Mother Triumph After Trauma podcast, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you to let go of the past so you can live fully and freely in the present and create the future you desire. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your takeaways in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so I can share your share. Each time you share the show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother Triumph After Trauma podcast today. Remember, we are all in this together. Are you ready, mama? Let's go. Episode: I sat down and I chatted with Tony Ann of Real Happy Mom blog and podcast. Tony Ann is a full-time dentist, a Navy reservist, and the blogger and podcaster over at Real Happy Mom. She is a wife and boy mom that understands the struggle of juggling work and home. When she is not working, Tony Ann enjoys watching WWE and watching stand-up comedy. This conversation that Tony Ann and I had was very informative, full of tips, full of tools, full of strategies to help other working moms step into their purpose, step into their dreams and goals, and really start to define and learn the things that you like to do in life and ways that you can step into your passion, pursue your purpose without sacrificing your family time. Tony is a firm believer in doing what matters to you as a working mom and ditching the guilt to be everything to everyone. And this conversation that we have truly took a deep dive into what it means to be a working mom that also has dreams and goals and stepping into that purpose. Let's dive into my conversation with Tony Ann. Hey, Tony Ann, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here today as my guest. Yes, I'm excited to be here, and I'm always excited to hear your voice. So I'm excited to finally talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to have you here and hear your voice as well, and our <laughs> coming together. So this is great. So before we get started with the interview, if you could please just introduce yourself to my audience and just tell us who you are. Yes. Hello, moms. I am Tony Ann. I am a full-time dentist and a reservist in the Navy, and I'm also the blogger and podcaster at Real Happy Mom. And Real Happy Mom is just a space for busy working moms to find inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for motherhood. And a lot of what I talk about aligns with what we talk about here on More Than a Mother. So this is perfect. Yes, this is a great collaboration between the two of us. So I'm excited that this could happen. 
and I'm just just hearing all you have with being a dentist, a reservist, and doing this blog and podcast. Yes, I'm sure you have a lot going on. So it's great that you could be here with me today. Yes, for sure. So at More Than a Mother, we believe that you can be a great mom and pursue your dreams at the same time. And I'm also big on storytelling because I believe everyone has a story that has brought them to the point they are at today because none of us wake up and we suddenly have all these dreams, goals, and visions that we are working so hard towards. So if you could please just share with the audience, what were, what was your aha moment or what were some aha moments you had along the way that kind of put you on the path that you're on today? Yeah, so it actually started about four years ago before I had my second son. So I had this itch that I wanted to start something new and just be something that would like change the world. I'm always trying to change the world, but <laughs> it really starts small. Yeah. But I really wanted to do something new and I, I had been at this um, job and I thought that I wanted to start my own practice. So I had got hooked up with a consultant. We were looking at some locations, going through demographic studies. We were doing the whole nine. And then it finally got to a point where it came to securing financing and some other things and things just weren't working out. And eventually things fell apart. At around that same time, I had started the job that I'm at now. And in this particular um, job that I'm in, I am the only dentist in the office. So it looks and feels like it's mine, but I have someone I answer to and who signs my paychecks. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So I get to have that practice that I wanted, but I don't have to have all the responsibilities. So I'm pretty much let go of um, wanting to have my own practice once I started this new job and seeing that I really don't want to have all these responsibilities. I don't like insurance. I can't stand dealing with the foolery with trying to get paid from the insurance and then of course dealing with team members and all that. It's just yeah. a lot. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to enjoy this job. But at the time I had started a dental blog because I wanted to pretty much just grow my presence and get that SEO juice so that people would search for a dentist and find me and then see that, oh, she knows what she's talking about and then want to come to my office. Because like I said, that dream kind of fizzled away and I kind of let it go. I was like, I don't feel like talking about teeth all day and I let go of the blog. But at the same time, I still wanted to continue a blog and felt the need to talk about more. And on that dental blog, I talked a lot to moms like, okay, moms, this is how you can care for your kids' teeth. These are some things to look for. This is how you get them prepared for the dentist, just things like that. And so I was thinking like, I have more to share than just, you know, dentistry. So that's when Real Happy Mom started. And the reason why I wanted to do Real Happy Mom in particular is because I know when I had my first son, I came back to work and one of my coworkers and I were talking and he was just like, Hey, yeah. So what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, like, I could not answer the question. Wow. And so that's when I realized like, you got a big problem. And I, I had found out that, you know, I completely lost myself by, you know, just trying to be that, you know, awesome mom. And I think it happens to a lot of first time moms yes. um, or moms period where we just kind of immerse ourselves into motherhood and lose ourselves and lose our identity completely. So it took me some time to kind of figure out who I was, what I like, what do I enjoy and all of those things. And so I saw that process and how 
I struggled with it and I wanted to make sure that I helped other moms because I realized, oh, this is not just something that just happened to Tony Ann. Like it happens to all moms. So right. I was like, okay, let's, let's talk about this more. Let's talk about some of our struggles. Let's talk about some things that can actually help us. And, and that's where Real Happy Mom came about and how I got started to where I'm at now. That's awesome. And I think it's great how you share that journey of wanting your own practice And then you kind of realize there's a lot of stress that comes along with owning your own practice, but you were able to start a job. So now you feel like you kind of have your own practice because you're in your own world, but yet you don't have to deal with that stress. So, I mean, that just shows the power of still being able to work and do something that you love. But then also you have your other passion here with the real happy mom and talking to moms and helping them with some of the same struggles that you had to kind of get through that. So you kind of marry your two passions together. and You really do have the best of both worlds right now. Yes, yes. I, I, I totally agree because I, I tell everyone, like people always be like, oh, is your husband a dentist? No, boo, he is not a dentist. I don't want to be around a dentist <laughs> once I'm done with work. Like I don't want to talk about teeth. So it is perfect, perfect life, like you said, where I can, go and do work and I can talk about teeth and take care of teeth and then I can come and do something totally different so I don't I have to get bored doing one thing I can bounce back and forth right that's good that's good and when you brought up that question with that coworker asking you like what do you like to do I think that's a lot of a problem that a lot of moms run into because we have our kids and we throw everything into our kids into our families into all of everything they have going on and it isn't until someone stops and's like okay what do you want to do for fun that doesn't involve kids because we find that everything we talk about either has to deal with our spouse our family our kids in some kind of way and when someone's like okay but what about you it's like hmm, I haven't thought about me in a while Yes, yes. And it's so funny, Luan, because I think that a lot of times we think that we have to do things that other people enjoy. So like when we think about, okay, like, oh, let's do something fun this weekend. Like we're thinking about what we can do for fun with the kids, with our husbands, with our friends. Like, no, like let's think about something that we want to do for fun for just ourselves. And I think that is so important and something that we forget a lot of times, like you said, but if we really sit down and think about it, I know some of us may struggle, but I have found some ways to kind of help get some moms back to figuring out what it is that they like to do. So they can answer the question with confidence and know this is what I like to do for fun. Okay. Well, we're going to cover that later. So we're going to get back to that before we get there. Yes. I just want to hear more about, so you mentioned that you're a dentist, you're a reservist in the Navy. So how does that play into your daily life with being the Navy Reservist, being a dentist, being a blogger, being a mom, all those things. It It's funny because I feel like a lot of the things that I learned in the Navy and with my job, they kind of, you know, help with other parts of my life too because it was funny I was just talking to um, this guy yesterday actually. He is a reservist in the Navy as well but he's also a police officer and he, they, it's, it's funny because like people that come in who are reservists, they don't like to tell me that they are and they like to try to size me up and ask me certain questions. And then, but, but the thing is, is I have really great staff who will, you know, fill me in and be like, hey doc, listen, this guy right here, he's in the Navy or he's in the Air Force, whatever. So I know, and I can always peep that. But 
he was asking me some questions and I was just telling him how, you know, I have some of my shipmates who aren't the best and I like to get into trouble sometimes. And he was just telling me, you know, remember your Sailor's Creed. And one of the things that we say in the Sailor Creed is, you know, having honor, courage, and commitment. And I think that's something that is not just applied in the Navy, but could be applied in all parts of our life as far as like having courage, the courage, you know, to step up and to speak out when we see something wrong, the courage to do things when you know other people are telling us like oh no don't do that but you have that mother's intuition that's telling you do this for your child so a lot of the things that I'm, I do and experience in one aspect of my life I feel like helps me in all of the other ones and yeah it's it's really an awesome awesome thing like once I really sit down and think about it that is because we and we do find that there tends to be a lot of crossover in the things that we enjoy or the careers that we have or whatever our paths are, there tends to be that crossover that something that we found that we enjoy career wise when we're looking at how we do things at home or whatever dreams and goals we have, they all kind of sort of align. So you're really on that alignment path because it's not too extreme and it's amazing just how that all kind of lines up. Yes. Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Join me over on Instagram and Facebook at Lawan Moses. As part of my community, and as you scroll my feed, you will find inspiration, mom life and tips, my family, some fun things, and lots of love. I am so excited and can't wait to build my community with all of you. Head over to Instagram and Facebook now and find me at Lawan Moses, and be sure to hit that follow button. I can't wait to connect with you. So as you were starting your Real Happy Mom blog and your podcast and you were getting it going, because I know there are a lot of mothers out here right now who may be working moms and having that feeling that they want to be doing something more or they're in that situation where with this crazy pandemic we're in, they may have a job that's not allowing them to be as flexible, like work from home and they have kids to deal with. So they may be looking to start like a blog or pick up some type of skill. So what were your first steps when you were getting started with doing that? Yeah. So the first thing I remember in particular doing was Facebook, like getting in those Facebook groups. That was helpful, you know, talking to other moms, hearing what they're doing. And then next is taking courses just to learn about how to do certain things. And you don't necessarily have to spend money. I'm a strong believer that YouTube will solve all of your problems and give you all of your answers. <laughs> Yes. So if you go onto YouTube, you can find so much information. I will tell you this. The one thing that courses do help you with is they give you a straight path to where you're trying to go. So you're not consuming a bunch of information that's irrelevant or outdated or won't help you at all. Um, but you can find all your answers on YouTube. It may take you a little bit longer, but you'll find it all there. So I would definitely say starting there is a great starting point if you're wanting to do anything, honestly, but in particular for a blog and a podcast, it's a great place to start. Yes, I agree. YouTube, as we, as I like to call it, YouTube University, and then also Google. I will Google something in yes. a second to figure it out. There is just so much information at our fingertips. And I agree about courses that do give you that direct path, that kind of that way to go. But if you're not in a position to where you can't, where you can purchase courses, then you can take that route. And I mean, that's how I did it when I first started doing YouTube and Google. And it just shouldn't be a deterrent just because you can't pay for a course, pay for a coach, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Don't let that kind of deter you from pursuing those dreams and goals. 
Definitely. Because I know I, in those Facebook groups in particular, I know there was a lot of people talking about certain courses and I'm pretty sure you probably heard of them too. Um, Some of those big (laughs) names that are like a thousand plus dollars. Like who has a grand to just drop right now? Not many of us. Like, (laughs) like I, I, it was really hard to convince my husband like of a, like, it's this course I want to take and it's going to be really great and it's going to really help me but it's two thousand dollars like he looked at me like I had three heads like no (laughs) (laughs) so definitely when you're getting started like yes you know you can do YouTube but if you have it and you're willing to you know put in the time and the energy yeah definitely do the courses but I will tell you this like the one thing that I have learned is when I pay for courses that's when I really step up because I've already invested in it and I want to make my money back or you know I really want to make things work so when you really get serious that's when you gotta start paying up (laughs) yeah that's true I mean you do have to at some point invest in yourself because if you want to get serious if you want to have that level up I mean you can do free all day but there are just some things that doing free are not going to give you. So I definitely agree with that on that aspect that it comes a point when you are able, it doesn't have to be that thousand or $2,000 course, but I'm sure finding a course that's within your price range is even better than doing anything. But I had that same experience just starting out. It's like, Oh, these courses are great. This will give me a great start. Then you look at that price tag and it's like, okay, where are you guys getting this money? I know I'm just starting out. So where do you have this money just sitting around like, oh, I'm going to pay 2000 for this course. That's That wasn't my experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you on that one. Like I just started like getting into some of the bigger courses, but it's been two years. Um, yeah, more than two years now. And I'm just now starting to get into those. Right, so, yeah. yeah and, it's, and it's good to show that there are many ways to achieve success. So with both of us sitting here talking, showing that you can start at YouTube University and then you can graduate to investing in those bigger courses to kind of help you level up but the important thing is to just find a way to start because if you have a dream and a goal as a mother you shouldn't sit on that dream and goal just because one you may not have the resources or two you're feeling you don't have the time and have to give everything to your kids I mean we're showing that you can find the time we're both working moms that are running businesses podcasts etc and we're still fine not neglecting our family so that's good that we're able to have this conversation and just display for people that as a working mom as a business owner having kids a husband all those other things we're getting it done yes definitely yes so tell me more about what exactly you do at real happy mom so real happy mom when i first started it it was the blog and the blog was mainly like i said just to give mothers inspiration and encouragement and then the practical tips i'm really big on practical because i can give you like a lot of really good information but if they're not something that you can implement in your daily life then it's really i feel like a waste of time so i really try to get down to the practical tips that will help moms and then after that i did incorporate the podcast now, what I've added to Real Happy Mom Umbrella in the recent year is uh, a Real Happy Mom Tribe, which is a pay community where we go deeper into four main pillars. One is um, identifying our priorities and values. The second one is self-care. 
The third one is systems and routines. And then the fourth one is using apps, in particular Trello, to help with implementing those routines and systems. So that has been the big thing that I've been focusing on as of lately. There are some other printables and things like that that you can find on Real Happy Mom and some courses that are coming soon. I have been really been lacking on the courses, but I'm trying to get it together because I know some of my people have been like, Tony Ann, like, when are you going to put a course up? Like, you keep giving me these things on the podcast. Like, let's do the course though. That will be coming up next, but that is the main things that are in Real Happy Mom. That's great. And to see it evolve and see how you said it's been two years and the evolution and the courses will come and you've got the tribe and the practical tips and the podcast. So seeing it all just evolve is amazing. So I know you said you love to give practical tips and that you have practical tips that will help these working moms when they are asked that question, what do you like to do? So can you give us some of those tips that you have and share them with us? Yes, I am going to get so excited. So calm me down if I get too excited for you. (laughs) But yes, so practical tips on answering that question. Now, if you are stuck and you're like, I have no idea what I like to do for fun and you want to get back to that person who you were before. There's a couple of things. One, you can think back to what you used to do before you had kids, before you had the husband, before you got into this really demanding, stressful job. What did you do for fun then? Because let's be honest, like if we think about I don't, I don't know, some of us might have to go a little bit further back, but if we think about, you know, those years back, what we used to do, like some of us used to like dancing, some of us used to like doing crafts, some of us used to like, you know, being outdoors, going hiking, biking, whatever it is. Think about those things that you used to like to do before you became a mom. That's number one. If you're like, oh, Tony, and I'm not really into that anymore. The second thing I would suggest is going ahead and just starting something new. Like, just try different things. So, for instance, I got my husband into um, doing date nights every other month, or every other week, rather, and... I told him, I want to go hiking. I've never done hiking. <laughs> I don't even know if I like hiking, but it sounds cool. And I want to try it. So I'm going to try it and see if I like it. If I don't, then we'll pick something else and we'll try something else. Another really good resource to um, help you with trying new things is Skillshare. Um, I'm pretty sure you've heard about Skillshare. You probably even used it yourself too, Lauren. Yes. But Skillshare, for those who are listening who are like, what is she talking about? Skillshare is an amazing platform where you can learn how to do a variety of different things. There's either some short courses, longer courses that will teach you things from web design to calligraphy to cooking to sewing and and just pretty much like anything that you can think of. There's these courses out there that will help you with that. So that's something else that I've been doing is just going on Skillshare and just learning something new, just taking, you know, a weekend and taking one of those mini courses and learning how to do, I remember it was this one about journaling and another one about creative writing by this writer who is amazing, by the way. So just learning new things so that I can figure out what I actually like and then you'll eventually find something an affinity for something and you will find out what it is that you love to do and enjoy those are two phenomenal tips and so many of us get into this hustle and bustle of adulthood that it's hard for us to kind of think back, okay, what did I like to do? And depending on how long it's been since you've done it, some of us may not be able to remember, (laughs) but it's always that core. I like to say that we tend to pile things in and kind of run away from things depending on what's happening in our life. But a lot of times when we sit down and think about it, 
all the things that we enjoy doing, where we put our passions, it really goes back to many things that we enjoyed when we were kids or teenagers, before we had adult responsibilities. A lot of that goes back to that part right there of the things that were always our passion and have always been with us, but they just got buried in so much mess or so much busyness, whatever we had going on. But a lot of times when we're able to reconnect, we find that the things we enjoy back then are still things that we enjoy now. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree because I know like for me, I used to dance before and like when I really am feeling like, Oh, I need to get back to doing something for me. I'll just start dancing around the house and then it's, I start feeling good again. So even though like, you're not going to see me on stage, like, I don't know, I need like a year to prepare if I want to ever perform again, (laughs) but I will start moving around and doing things. And then I'll like start feeling like me again. And it feels so good, but yeah, I'm not going to be on stage. No, uh-uh. that's all right. Dance in your house. That's, that's always, as long as it makes you feel good, keep it up. Yes. And then even what you share with starting something new, I think a lot of people are scared to start things new because they feel like it may require a lot of extra time and energy because when people feel here new, it's like, oh, I have to learn something. But people don't realize with something like Skillshare, it doesn't have to be anything intense that you're learning. Taking a course on journaling or creative writing or whatever, something else that's enjoyable, going on a hike, those type of things can be forms of self-care and things that make you feel good. So, I mean, just trying to reconnect and to me having that quiet time, that alone time. So then you can start to process your thoughts outside of hearing someone say, mom, 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 or hear somebody call mm-hmm. your name all the time. You're able to sit with yourself and really just kind of start to reconnect with yourself that you can feel that human being piece. Cause to me, a lot of mothers, we lose that because we're caught up in that mom role or whatever other role we have that we're pouring everything into everybody that we lose the core of who we are. And once we start to lose that, then we're kind of like miserable and just all over the place and really no good to anybody. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that you made me think about while you were talking was I had a conversation with um, Stephanie Gass a few weeks ago, and she was just talking about how a lot of times we just need to slow down and just get quiet with ourselves. And I think that's hard for us, but we really need to do it. Like, seriously, like, when's the last time that you just got quiet and you were able to just, you know, kind of go through some things without someone interrupting you like it really really does help because I was telling her I was like you know it's definitely like I just haven't been feeling like myself like I've been having a hard time like getting motivated to get stuff done for the podcast and for the blog and she was like girlfriend like you need to slow down and you need to you know just pause and like ask yourself like what's going on what do I need and then you can go from there once you start asking yourself those questions and getting quiet Yeah, quiet and pause. And a lot of us, we don't like the quiet. We don't like the pause because we feel like we always have to be doing something. I don't know where that mindset comes from, but it's like we feel like horrible human beings if we're not constantly doing something. And it's like, no, wait, it's okay to stop. It's okay to pause. It's okay to just not do anything for a moment and really figure out the path instead of being on that constant hustle. And especially with that, that's why I don't like using the term side hustle. So when you're like mm-hmm. a working mom and then you have a business a business on the side or you're running a business, people use that term side hustle. But to me, that gives that mentality of you have to always be doing something, hustling after something. And it's like, no, you're working and you're building this business and pursuing your passion. It doesn't have to be a hustle you don't have to always be on the go. That's why I just, I don't like to use that term myself. It's nothing wrong with people that do use it, but it really takes away 
by not using that word, we give people that power to pause so that if I am feeling overwhelmed with my full-time job, I'm not going to feel bad that I didn't feel like doing my podcast or something else today, or I didn't get an episode out today. It's given ourselves that freedom kind of thinking and expression to do that. Yes, I agree. Yes. Let me tell you, during this crazy season we are in, there are some days I absolutely do not look forward to going grocery shopping. In this new normal, a trip to the grocery store can sometimes be a bit overwhelming. However, one day I discovered the greatness that is Instacart. The idea of creating my shopping list and someone else doing the shopping for me won me over quickly. Instacart matches you with personal shoppers in your area, they highlight deals to help you save money, and your shopper finds everything you usually buy or makes suggestions for new or replacement items. And get this, your groceries can be delivered to you in as fast as an hour. If you haven't had the Instacart experience yet, if you haven't had the pleasure of shopping through Instacart yet, mamas, then you are truly missing out on an experience that can help relieve some stress and overwhelm from your daily life. No more worrying about getting all the kids together and dragging everyone to the store with you. Say goodbye to impulse purchases and your kids constantly asking, mom, can I get this? Follow the link in the show notes. And that will let Instacart know that I sent you, and it also helps support the show. Save yourself a trip to the store, save some time, and save some energy. Shop through Instacart today. So what is it like being a working mom, having a business that offer you at this time in life with everything going on? It can be a little crazy, but I will tell you this. The one thing that has helped me to not get into that overwhelmed state where I'm just like, you know, lashing out at the kids or I'm just, you know, having panic attacks and things like that is just preparing for the week. And that's one thing that I talk about all the time. I I love talking about preparation because I feel like when you're prepared, it makes your life go a lot easier. And I know a lot of times when I tell people everything that I'm doing, they're like, oh my God, like this one lady, she told me, she was like, do you wear a cape? And I was <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't, even though I have a pretend one in the closet. No, I'm just joking. But no, like the only way that I can get all these things done is if I'm prepared and if I'm planning in advance. When I don't, that's when things start crashing and burning. It's just a big mess. But when I take time to prepare and I make time, for for work and I have scheduled time for for the blog and podcast and for my kids and for my husband then life goes a lot easier yes life does happen and things don't always go according to plans but when you have a plan in place it makes it go a lot easier I'm all about plans so I can agree with that 100% and it really is about being prepared and people ask me that same question. How are you getting this all done? How do you do it all? And it really had me sitting back and thinking about it, helped me come up with this process. Like it comes down to priorities and boundaries and really planning. But I guess because it's something probably that you and I both do so naturally that we don't think of it as a big deal. But the more I have these conversations, the more I talk to different mothers and different people, you kind of realize a lot of people aren't preparing. A lot of people don't have priorities. They don't even have a planner. Because I mean, I remember I was talking to somebody about I write everything in my planner. And it's kind of like, oh, you have a planner? Like I take for granted the fact that people are using Google Calendar or regular Mm -hmm. planner because it's something that I incorporate all the time. 
that I was like, okay, I need to start these conversations with people back at step number one, get you a planner and start writing stuff down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And I would say the other thing too, Luan, is is not feeling like you have to do everything yourself. Now, before the pandemic, I will tell you, I was trying to get someone to help me with cleaning my house and some other things, but now I don't have people in my house, but (laughs) you do not have to do everything on your own. And I think as moms, a lot of times we, we feel like if we're not doing it, then it's not going to get done or it's where it's not going to be done well, but you have to let some things go because you can't do everything. Like I can't, you know, do all these things and, and work and, and have the blog and podcast and still, you know, get everything on that to-do list done. Like, no, and no, And have no, your no, sanity. No. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Either, either a couple of things. One, I'm going to automate what I can, like, what can I get done automatically like it's going to get done every week every month whatever it is in particular like bills and things like that so I don't have to think about it two what can I delegate what can I give to somebody else so they can go do it and then three what can I eliminate what are some things I can take off of that to-do list that I really don't need to get done like seriously do I really need to go out there and and clean the yard again do I need to pull weeds again no 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 I'm taking that off the to-do list we can do that another time so just understanding like you don't have to do everything and you can get help because I I couldn't do this by myself like my husband has the kids like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like my kids are angels and (laughs) they don't get into stuff like I have help and I have someone helping me and we have to be willing to accept that help too as well yeah and that's the key point be willing to accept it as you said so many of us have those control issues which I know I suffer from at one point in time there's still some things where it's like you want to keep your hands on it but it's like no for my own sanity we have to learn as mothers as women that it's okay to ask for help it's okay to let someone else do something and just because they may not do it the way that you think it should be done or the way that you would do it doesn't mean that it's wrong. I mean, as long as it's still getting done, but so many of us just want to hold on to that and feel that we have to be doing everything or we're not living up to some high standard that we set of motherhood or some unwritten rule that people feel that motherhood has. So where moms have to do everything for everybody, but nothing for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh, rewarding. It's been quite a few things. One with the blogging podcast, getting moms coming back and saying like, oh, this was really helpful. And I really enjoy this. Or, oh, I'm so glad that you said this today. Like that is super rewarding for me because I'll be honest, there have been some (laughs) many blog posts (laughs) and podcast episodes that I put out and it's like crickets. Nobody will say anything, (laughs) but there are some where I get a lot of responses back and they'll be like, you know, this was so good. Like I really needed this, that, that lights me up and that's what keeps me going. So that is number one that I will say for the blog and podcast. As far as the kids, I will tell you, seeing them actually learning and implementing the things that we have been talking about, especially like, you know, helping around the house and, you know, being kind to each other. Like, for instance, my son, the the little one, he was just having a really bad time and he was having a meltdown and the oldest one came to him and gave him a toy and he was like here take this calm down and it was just really sweet to see like he was trying to help his brother like usually he's like you know running away or telling his brother to be quiet but he's actually trying to help him so it was really rewarding to see that too yeah those are great moments to witness because with having two girls that are close in age it's always good to witness those moments where 
they are helping each other and not those moments where, like you said, they're running away from each other or telling each other to be quiet. So that is a rewarding experience to have. Yes. So what tip would you have to offer to a mom that may be struggling? Because a lot of moms that listen struggle with mom guilt. They're struggling to manage manage life or find their way. What is a tip or final tips that you could offer to a mom that may be having some struggles right now? Yeah, so I would say, well, I have a lot of tips, but I'm going to just give you one. (laughs) You You can give me more than one. I can give you more than one. Oh, okay. All right. So I would say this, going back to preparation, because a lot of times like we, a lot of people hate Mondays. I'll be honest, my favorite day of the week is Monday. And my coat, I know, I know everyone's like, what? (laughs) I've learned to deal with Mondays, but I would not go as far as saying it's my favorite day of the week. Let me tell you why it's my favorite day of the week. I am a huge WWE fan and Monday Night Raw comes on every Monday night and I love watching it. So that's why I love Mondays and it's the start to a new week. So I love Mondays and I know... In particular, the girls at work, they, like, can't stand me on Mondays. they like, oh, here she comes. She loves Mondays. Mondays, Mondays, Monday. <laughs> but the reason why I'm excited about Monday, and other than Raw, of course, is I'm ready for the week. And the way that you can do that is a couple of things. I'm going to give you just a few. First, getting your clothes ready for the week. Because decision fatigue is a real thing. If, you, if you're not familiar with decision fatigue, it's basically we pretty much have, like, let's just say we have 100 decisions that we can make in a day. If you use up all 100 of those decisions in the morning, then by the time you get to the afternoon, you're like tired and can't make really good sound decisions. And one of two things happens. Either one, you don't make a good decision and just don't decide, or two, you make really bad decisions. So you really want to eliminate having to make a lot of decisions in the morning in particular. So one way to do that is by getting your clothes ready for the week. And for me, I go to the extreme and I have everything ready from the socks to the pants, like everything is sitting out ready. So literally I just grab myself and go. Number two, you want to start planning for for the week and making sure that when you plan for the week, you also plan for yourself too. Like, what am I doing for myself and making that time? Because how many of us will be like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for myself. No, boo, you got to make time for yourself. And the only way that you can do that is by doing this. This is how I've learned to make it work. You put on your your calendar for the week, everything that's going on that you can't change. So you know you got to go to work. So for me, 7.30, 4.30, I'm at work. You know you have, you know, doctor's appointments, things like that. You can't change that. You put those things in. Some people are picking up and dropping kids off from school, put that stuff in, and then you look at what is left. You go ahead and you make time for yourself then. Then after you've made time for yourself, you put in all the other things like, you know, I'm going to go shopping for the kids' clothes. I'm going to, you know, go pick the weeds out of the yard again. (laughs) Those kinds of things. So putting yourself first and making time for yourself it will, I promise it will change a lot for you because a lot of times I feel like moms are feeling resentful and feeling all of these things because they're not making time for themselves. So that's why I think it's so important that we plan the week out, but also plan to make time for yourself. And then one more thing, or actually two more things. One more thing is is clean out your purse because moms, how many times have you been looking for something, can't find it? And it's like deep down in your purse and you have those big bucket style purses like I do. So making yeah. sure that you're going through, taking things out, getting rid of things that aren't supposed to be in there. Because I know if you have little ones, I used to have like toys and diapers and stuff. I'm like, where did this come from? But if you get those things out, one, it will help you 
to keep your parts a little bit lighter. And then two, you won't be losing things. And then lastly, I'm gonna give you one more because this is all a part of my whole Sunday prep thing is restarting your devices because a lot of us are running off of our devices and I'm sure you've had it happen to you, LaJuan, where you're getting ready to do something on your computer and your computer starts crashing. So what happens is a lot of times we have all of these apps running in the background and I'm not a techie person. um, So please just, you know, make sure you go on YouTube and (laughs) and check this out. But my husband is techie and he's the one that's explained this to me is we have all these apps running and things going on in the background. And the more that we have it happening, the longer it takes for your computer to load and then eventually your computer starts crashing. Same thing happens with your phone because even though you're closing things out on your phone, like depending on if you have an Android or Apple, it's still the same thing. You think you're closing out, but it's still running in the background. Mm -hmm. So then your your, um, phone is getting slower, it's having issues. And then, you know, you have a podcast interview, you have a meeting scheduled on your computer and your computer starts crashing and then it like ruins your whole day. So make sure you're taking time to restart your devices at least once a week. Um, sometimes I do it more than that if I know that because I'm a little crazy with opening a million gazillion things at one time. Me too. <laughs> so, Taking time to restart your devices, I promise will save you during the week so that your week goes a lot smoother. Those are awesome tips and just great. And I thank you for sharing some of your Sunday prep routine. I feel like I need to step up my Sunday routine (laughs) (laughs) after hearing that. But those are definitely great strategies. And I mean, just think about how easy that makes things, especially if you're preparing all the clothes for the week for everyone or however that works, preparing all the clothes and then putting yourself on your calendar first. I mean, I never even thought to put in everything and th- and put myself on my calendar before I fill in everything else. So I think that's great because, I mean, I am intentional about taking time for myself, but I never thought to do it that way of putting in all the non-negotiables and then putting myself on and then adding everything. So that is a great strategy in itself. So I thank you for sharing those tips with us. And I thank you for joining me here today. Yes. If you could just tell our audience, where can they find you online? Yes, yes. If you want to come and hang out with me, I am on Instagram at Real Happy Mom. You can also find me at realhappymom.com and there you'll find links to the blog and podcast there. But those are the two main places to go to find me. I am on Facebook and Twitter and all those other places, but I'll be honest, I haven't really been as active as I should. So come hang out with me on Facebook or, or Instagram and yeah, we can get some more of these tips going. Awesome. And how can someone become a part of your tribe if they were interested? Yes. So the Real Happy Mom Tribe, the doors are actually closed right now, but we are getting ready for a big launch come November. Okay. Where the doors will be opening, but there may, not there may, there will be um, a time where the doors will open just for a a slight period of time. So make sure you go to realhappymom.com slash tribe and you can put your name on the wait list and I'll let you know for sure when the doors are open. Awesome. So I will link to that in the show notes. Make sure that our listeners have the link to where they can find you online and also the link to the wait list so that they can connect with you in all the ways possible. So I thank you, Tony Ann, for joining me. This was such a great conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and even free tips, tools, and strategies delivered straight to you? Well, join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com and become a part of our community right now. That's www.lawannmos.com.
S-E-S.com. I can't wait to see you inside my community. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.